Hi, welcome to our podcast for the Power of One, chapters 11 through 15. I'm Wyatt. I'm Allie. I'm Megan. I'm Grace. Abby. And so today we are going to start off with my first question as discussion leader. How do you think PK has changed through the story so far? I think he's gotten more confident in himself. Like with all the fights and all this direction from older individuals, I think that he's gotten to see his worth throughout the story and like learned what he's capable of. I feel uh, like, ooh, sorry. <laughs> I feel like he's slowly becoming more like Hoppy, just as like we watched that fight. It was kind of the same thing as Hoppy's fight was in the past that we read. I agree with what Ali said about him like becoming more confident because there was some part in the book like after he won the first his first like boxing tournament he said that he never realized like how good he actually was until he like went through and won it all and so I think that he's kind of getting like affirmation that he can actually be successful in this because he didn't really see his own like success before and I think he's also like learning how to like make friends as he goes along in life because he knows that he's like being like going visiting the prison like visiting all these different places like he's not having his like family right there with him along the way so he's like having to do stuff on his own but like I think he's like growing as a person because of that yeah he's growing more confident yeah okay so should we go on to my second question wait hold on I have addiction detective quote for that okay go out okay let me like, go to the page because I didn't write them all down Okay, so it was on page 209, and it was when he was first allowed to, like, go into the boxing ring, like, at practice, like, his very first time fighting, you know, and Lieutenant Smith told him, you're fast, PK, that's good, and that was the very first time that Lieutenant had said something to him and, like, praised him in all of the six months that he had been training, and so that was, like, the f- that gave him extreme confidence. And after that, PK was like, hey, he said that I'm good and I'm fast. Like, that's a big deal. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, I was Okay. Um, so on to my second question um, with the fight, his first fight with Snotnose. Um, Snotnose Bronkhorst is a big, strong fighter, while PK is a skilled and focused fighter. Would you consider the fight fair or unfair, being in whose favor and why? I would say it was pretty fair because, like, I mean, we talked about this, like, a few podcasts ago about the big versus small, but I think overall it was fair. You just have to, like, play confidently and respectful of each other, even though the bigger guy was kind of more of, like, a street fighter. Yeah, street fighter. But, like, you got to be, play your... <laughs> you have to like fight smart. That's what he That's gave before heart. Was yeah. Snot Nose older? He was he was older. He was like eleven or something. Yeah, he's like two okay. years older. Yeah, two years. Because um, PK used his the quote that um, Hoppy told him about like using your head before your heart, yeah. and that's how he succeeded is yeah. by like strategically planning it out yeah. and. So I think it was fair because, like, PK actually had technical training and, like, felt confident in himself. And Snot Nose was just, like, street fighting, basically. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was fair because, like, he had experience in fighting, like, older competitors and, like, big people bigger than him. He'd always been the youngest one. Yeah, yeah. So, like, he was used to it. So, like, it wasn't, like, it wasn't, like, something new to him. Like, he had been doing this his whole life. I agree that it was fair. Like, just his exposure to being around, like, all those older fighters and... I don't know, older individuals and just that high level of 
boxing at such a young age, I think that allowed him to be prepared. Yeah, and that's what I thought too, coming up with this question. I thought that they, like, if you're looking at the pros and cons of the fighters, like, they both have a pro that kind of makes them even, but ultimately PK won because he knew what his opponent was going to do next. And, and also, I think that it was like, maybe Gil Peter, one of one of the older people told PK that, um, wait, hold on, what was I going to say? Oh yeah, they told him. <laughs> they told him that he has to like act innocent and like act like he doesn't know what he's doing for like the weeks leading up to it and act scared so yeah. that they underestimate him because like underestimating your opponent is the main reason that people lose. Yeah. And so he was like preparing for it and had his coaches like on his side and he had strategy in place. It wasn't just an on a whim decision. I just wish like the adults were kind of like more confident in him once they saw like the opponent they caught like became like afraid for him oh yeah how he was saying like if it looks like he's gonna beat him up like right away call a tko but then at the end like the last match and then they like finally believed him like you got this like you're totally in this yeah yeah he had to like prove himself yeah okay so moving on to my third question pk says while grandpa chook was a less important mentor now he remains sort of a checkpoint in my life how do you think the mentors will affect his life from here on out? Will they just be considered another checkpoint on his journey? I know this is kind of a tough question, like, <laughs> to, you have to process it. I feel like most of his mentors have slowly just been, like, passing away. So everyone's going to be a checkpoint, but he learns a different thing from them, so they're always going to be, like, part of his memory. I feel like the mentors and the people now will have a bigger impacts than Grandpa Chuck did. I mean, he was just a chicken. He never really, like, gave him any words of wisdom that really stuck with him. It was more of just, like, a friend and a feeling of, like, having someone there. But all of his mentors now, like, Doc and Gilpie and Lieutenant Smith and, like, all those people, they're actually, like, guiding him and helping him succeed and maybe, like, giving him a career in boxing and actually, like, changing the course of his life. So I feel like it's more than a checkpoint. Like, it's a long-lasting effect. I agree. I think that they're all checkpoints in a way because they're there for a certain amount of time and then eventually, as with all like, as with all mentors that you'll have in your life, they'll pass eventually, but I think that the lessons that they teach you will be with you forever. Yeah, I think it's a, it, I think I think it's just a checkpoint because like he's just taking like little bits of stuff he like remembers like that's most important from each of his mentors and then he's kind of just like moving on and going to the next stage in his life. But, like, obviously they're, like, super important in his life, and, like, without them, he wouldn't be, like, the boy he's, like, growing up to be. I also think that we might not know yet, because, like, we might, like, through the end of the book, he might stay closer with some of them and, like, drift apart from other ones or, like, keep in contact with some and not the others. So some of them might be checkpoints and some he might stay with. And another part of things is that all of these mentors have been, like, significantly older than him. Like, yeah. there's none, none of them have been really close to Men- age. None so of them has been peers. They'll probably yeah. pass before he gets old yeah. enough. Does anybody else have anything well, I that they wanted to like, relate? A statement that's separate from this. Do you guys believe that this book's, like, really big into, like, racism and, like, the social hierarchy? I think it's hidden. Like, I think it's something that you don't notice right away, but when you really... I mean, obviously they talk about it, but there's, like, I think there can be, like, hidden meanings behind it. Just, like, how 
I mean, the fights, obviously, and all are, I think they kind of relate back to, like, South Africa and, like, the racism that's going on there during the beginning of the story and how PK's fighting for himself, and that can go along with his race, too. I I agree. Sorry, Grace. <laughs> that it's kind of, like, hidden in a way, because this whole book it has that theme of innocence and how PK is so young, and I feel like that innocence piece kind of hides it. There was a quote on a page... 265 and it was when um he pk like saw a photograph and then he said the photograph captured the exact moment when i understood with conviction the racism is a primary force of evil designed to destroy good men and so in the chapters that we read today with gil p and like becoming a big part of his life and all those other people in the prison that were different races he like actually understood like people being treated differently because of their skin color and because he had never really been like, exposed to it in that way because he was always like the victim of racism for like being a different like nationality but not really like the color of his skin so he got a taste into like how badly people are treated for no reason like just because they look different mm-hmm. i have another that. quote as diction detective I had, while no more than a quarter of the prisoners were Zulus, they held the highest status in the prison. I kind of think this, like, even in the prison, which is, like, far from the outside world, like, it's completely different from being, like, free and stuff. There's still a social hierarchy because, like, everybody's in different groups. You can even see, like, the the guards favor certain people in there mm-hmm. and, like, really disrespect, like, the Kaffirs and even Gil Pitt or I don't know how to say the name very well, like, they treat him so differently than the other people. And um, when uh, another, like, quote, jumping forward a little bit, is when PK's, like, conducting the song or whatever that they're going to sing of, like, all the tribes Mm -hmm. that they have. Like, all the tribes had basically separated themselves in the prison, partly because they just speak different languages, but also because, like, there is a social hierarchy like Grace was talking about. And it says that... <clears throat> the tadpole, tadpole angel would appear to the people dressed as a great fighter who would lead them in their tribal songs crossing over the barriers of race and tribe mm-hmm. and so PK like, kind of had a big moment here where he is like the catalyst in starting to like unite the whole prison yeah. system break away the barriers yeah and like unite all the tribes like into that. one big like song and it said that it was like a beautiful song and everyone was singing along mm-hmm. and so he like experienced racism and then he kind of conquered it. Yeah, and I wrote about that as bridge builder when Doc wrote the melody of the tribal songs. I I connected that to the world, and I said, like our world is so diverse, and we must we have to put our differences aside so we can coexist and like thrive together. And our differences need to like bring us together and not push us further apart. And like we need to like understand each other and what each other are going through, so then we can grow together. Okay, so moving on to PK's fight with Kroon. Um, was that the second guy or the last one? He was the guy that he faced in the championship. So the last, oh, the big yeah. boy. Um, when PK was fighting against Kroon in the final, he said it reminded him of the judge. How would you feel going through the things PK did during the fight, and did his past with the judge affect the way he fought? I think... If he had that view of him as a judge, like, it gave him more motivation 
motivation just beat the crap out of him. <laughs> like, I don't know. If someone hurt you in the past and, like, you're faced with them again, you're just like, ugh, revenge right there, I think. Yeah. He definitely wanted to fight, like, kind of more a dirty fight, even though, like, he wanted to play smart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of like when your coaches tell you to like imagine someone you hate like yeah. kick the ball that the ball, hard, you want to hit that much harder. So like I feel like just like the amount of animosity he had towards the du- judge and his jury like just like made him want to fight even harder and yeah. win. But then also I have a quote on page <laughs> two twenty eight. I'm not sure when Gil Pete said this. It was at some point during the tournament. I think it was like before the final, like somewhere in the middle of the tournament. He said, inside all people there is love, also the need to take care of the other man who is his brother. Inside everyone is a savage, but there is also happening tenderness and compassion. So at the same time when they were telling him like, they were telling him that like everyone has good inside of them because he was learning like through all the racism that like some people don't have good inside of them, but he was got this lesson that like really there is and even in your enemies that you're fighting in the boxing ring like you have to be able to see the good inside of them and so I think that when like he got in the ring and started thinking of him as the judge he also had to like remember like he isn't the judge and like this boy or man or whatever like also has good inside of him yeah because he never like hated his opponents he was always really kind to them and like shook their hands and had good manners and like the referee always commented on his good manners so I don't think he actually like had anger towards his opponents he like just wanted to box yeah like, you always need to like show respect to your opponents too and I think like PK like that was his main goal was to like show respect but then like also in the end he wanted to like beat him yeah, yeah. okay so moving on um when Gil Piet dies PK is crushed how do you think losing another mentor will affect him I think it's just another part of his journey like everybody experiences loss along the way but it'll make them like not like a better person but it'll like help them grow wiser and learn from their experiences because he learned so much from Gil that like he learned how to fight better he even though he was kind of like half african-american half white he didn't or PK didn't really care about that. He just like overlooked that and decided to have him as another one of his mentors along the way. I think Gil just played a huge role in PK's development, like in boxing, because he learned like all everything from him. And so now that he's gone, I feel like he's lost that piece of like knowledge in the back of his head of to keep learning. But I don't know. I feel like losing Gil was like a big one. That yeah. was. That was a big moment for PK because I I was thinking in my mind, like, honestly, Gil was, like, his biggest coach. Like, even though he wasn't, like, the technical, like, head coach of all the boxers, mm-hmm. I feel like he was the person who gave PK the most advice and, like, the best advice, honestly, that stuck with him the most and helped him to win all of his boxing matches. And so I was expecting Gil to, like, work his way up the ranks and eventually, like, yeah be like the main coach honestly well, and so I feel like he got cut off short yeah and especially the fact that he found him dead like in yeah. real blood like that has to have a lasting effect on oh, someone yeah. just like seeing that yeah you'll remember it forever and he saw like he was holding a picture of like all of them together mm-hmm. I don't know why he was holding the picture it's though. because it was the last out of all the pictures existing these remember like the guard destroyed all of them oh, yeah but they these, kept one extra yeah but I don't know why he was like holding that. Was he expecting to because die, was, or does he just always have it with him? He, he, he probably always has it with him, and like that was like memorable to Gil because 
he finally like enjoyed Felt something included. in his life. He was like included, but then he just was murdered. And then Borman confesses to like having killed him, and I was like, whoa. Yeah. Well, like you kind of could expect that. Oh yeah, in. obviously. He yeah. really disliked him. So after Gil Piet dies, Captain Smith says, "I will avenge you. This I promise." What does this show about Captain Smith? He definitely wants to get revenge for the murder of Gil because I feel like even though he wasn't like super close with Gil, like he still saw him as like a person and didn't want him to be like completely destroyed by the other people and what like Borman or whatever did was completely wrong for like his job. That was mm-hmm. Just horrible. Lieutenant says, I'm going to, like, avenge you, like, to PK. And so I think the main reason that he, like, wants to get back at Borman is because Lieutenant sees how important Gil was to PK. Mm-hmm. Like, even if he wasn't the bestest of friends with Gil, he knew that he had a really important effect on PK. And Lieutenant cared about PK. So then, like, in that little chain of relationships, he wanted to do it for PK. I agree. I think Captain Smith saw the value that Gil had and just like his knowledge and I don't know he had a really significant importance in PK's life so he really wants to fight for PK and I think it put him pat like it put him past the fact that like he's a different race and that like as a lieutenant like he's supposed to kind of enforce on the prisoners about their race and stuff like being a Kaffir and stuff and I think he put that past him because he saw how valuable person he was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, yeah. in that minute, he just, like, put all of his differences aside, and, like, the whole, like, boxing community, I feel like, in the prison, like, sticks together and, like, wants to be for each other, and, like... They don't care about race. Yeah, they just worry about the boxing community as a whole. Yeah. So the last question that we can finish up on, um, how do you think PK will deal with being in a private school and having and not having his mentors along his side? Do you think I'm he will meet a new mentor as he goes? I'm nervous for him because the last time that he was in a private school, that just was not the best experience. Mm-hmm. Well, his teacher, Mrs. God, what's her name? It starts with a B. B. I, I don't know how to pronounce it. Mrs. I feel like she's gonna like be something for him. I don't yeah. know what, but I feel like she's the next mentor. I think this will be a good experience for him because he kind of needs to get away from his mom. Yeah, I just hope he like challenged enough. Like, and he's so much boxer. smarter and like. Yeah. And as like a smart child, he should be able to use his knowledge and like experience in different ways. And I think he deserves to be going to this fancy school where he can grow his knowledge more. Yeah. And about like using his knowledge, I remember there was a part um, when he was in charge of giving a speech, like after they did the whole United song, and he like actually used really intelligent words because he was speaking in one of like the African languages, and like he was only ten years old, and that was like a very deep, like heart touching speech, and so I feel like now he's like using his intelligence more and isn't afraid to like let down his camouflage and show that he actually is really really intelligent. Mm-hmm. You can talk about my yeah. Fiction. So we can t- interpret Ali's art right now what a beautiful piece i'd like you to think say who you think it is and then what this like symbolizes oh i don't know i think I it's think... pk and then he's learning to fight i think it's gil piet holding like a one of those Boxing fake gloves. punching gloves that you can punch at uh-huh. and mentoring him and how 
it's affecting him to become a champion. Yeah, yeah. it's just like one step along the journey yeah. to becoming great. Like and I remember at, like, on. at the very <laughs> beginning of like chapter 11, the first chapter that we read, I can't remember who was saying it, but someone was telling him like you always have to do the exercises first. Like you always mm-hmm. just have to practice first, do the exercises before you can actually fight. And I think this is like what that's showing. Like if he had to spend two years just like practicing and doing his exercises before he was ready to actually like start boxing to become the champion. Yeah, you guys have pretty like said it exactly, basically. Um, I kept in mind the fact that he wanted to be a water champion, so that's why I have the champion of the world. Yeah, boxing belt at the bottom, like mm-hmm. the arrow resulting in that. But I mostly said that because I feel like Giel help will help him get there the most. Yes, like even though he's passed his knowledge that he's embedded into his mind so early on will stay with him for the rest of his life. Another thing that, like, I think Gil is such a great person is because, I mean, he, in prison, he's experienced all of these um, white people calling him a Kaffir and um, degrading him because of his race, but then when a young white boy like um, PK comes along, he's willing to put that past him like that these white people are being racist against him and see that they are like he can help them and it doesn't matter who they are he's going to help them fight he was willing to help the people who hurt him yeah well like not exactly the people but like the race of the people who hurt him and to go back to ali's drawing um i had i did the text to self was when pk beat crown in the finals and i did it to myself because like i've had obstacles i've had to overcome and like I've also had like mentors to help me along the way, so like I thought of myself as PK in that situation. I think we can all relate to this book, which is probably one why one of the things that a lot of people like it because it's like very relatable and realistic to it's most. Real. Yeah, yeah, to like most really people's real. life in some way. Like it's not some fairy tale or anything. It's something that we can all like make realistic. a connection to in our lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I, does anybody Should we else talk have about more to the, add? The whole like religion piece at in the last chapter how like his mom makes him well because he says to convince his mom to let him go on Sundays to the letter business well now they're letting them actually send letters so that's a big step up well yeah it was the first in South Africa the first person to do that and so he obviously wants to work there and so his grandpa convinces his mom by saying that he's gonna be like a missionary there yeah. He's still like a rebel. Yeah, they put like what scriptures <laughs> yeah. on the back of like the letters, like set <laughs> <sort> of out. <laughs> uh, do you guys think that he's actually gonna like spread the word of Christ or just not? I don't I don't think not he believe so. anything of it. He's just no, like, yeah. I mean, if this is helping me get the letters, people, let's yeah, do it. He's gotta do what he's yeah. gotta do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think religion, as he goes to this private school, will probably have more of an impact on him, and so I think that's what will probably end But up. it doesn't say it's a is private it, Catholic, it Catholic school. Is it not a Catholic school? Who knows? It might Who just knows? be a private school for those fancy people. Well, yeah, it, could, it might also just be like an escape from his faith that his mom is trying to push on him. She's kind of a crazy woman. Yeah. Okay. Well, well I, I think that that's wraps it. everything up. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. <laughs> and we will see you... Shout out to whatever kid is watching this time. In the car, yeah. <laughs> and we will see you for our fourth podcast next. Thank you for Bye. listening. Bye. Bye.